You're listening to The Course Creator Show, the podcast all about building your online course business. We talk about marketing strategy, making money, and creating a business with impact that gives you freedom and lights you up. I'm Gemma Bonham Carter, a Canadian mom of two, a speaker, a real estate investor, a reality TV lover, and an online business strategist who has helped thousands of entrepreneurs create, launch, and scale their digital course businesses. Let's dive into this episode. All right, everybody, welcome to this episode. I am so excited. We have Stacey Aguilar here. Stacey, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So for those who don't know Stacey, she was a student inside of my program, The Passive Project, and she is also a lifestyle brand and website designer, largely for educators, but just really also for like leaders, go-getters, and creative visionaries. I know she works with a lot of course creators, especially when it comes to program launch support and all of the brands and websites that support those businesses. So uh, Stacey, just so excited to have you here. Yeah, thanks. I'm excited to chat about um, some business stuff and talk about the new year and some visions for that too. So I'm excited. yeah, well, we were chatting before hitting record about kind of where we wanted to take this episode. And I think like your story is really interesting and also relatable to a lot of other entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and people who are growing businesses. So can we go back? I know you started as a freelancer in 2015 and you've kind of been growing this business alongside having babies and raising babies at home and your youngest is just about to go off to school next year. So can you just give us like the short version of maybe like how your business has come to be? Yes. So I was teaching when my babies were, my first was born. And while I was teaching, I was doing freelance design. I actually have a whole nother life prior to teaching where I worked in advertising, but on the strategy side. And so I really love the creative side of things. So I was doing freelance design and then I'm just with clients here and there where I could. And once my youngest was born, I left teaching and started doing um, more project work like that. Um, I just had a few clients, local clients, and then COVID hit and everything changed. And so I I started teaching again online and kind of fell into this world of like teacher entrepreneurs and mm. started really seeing a lot of potential with like online programming and passive programming. And, and I had actually purchased a course years ago for InDesign, um, learning InDesign. And that was my, my first taste of online classes. And I really just fell in love with that whole space. And so I um, that's when I found your podcast. And that's when I first plugged into that community. And I was doing some client work, but started thinking about a membership. And so I, I started a design membership um, for uh, teacherpreneurs focused on like templates and d- design resources. Um, but then after about a year and a half of that, uh, my client work was picking up. My kids were getting older. I had more space to devote to that. And that was really what I was loving. And so I shifted out of the membership and focused on client work for, for a good year and a half, two years. And that's where I am. That's where I am now. Okay. I love that because I think what's really interesting is that, you know, you tested out the membership model and did it for a while and had some great success. Like I know that I think you did, I don't know, maybe like 10 K from a launch of your membership throughout the the program that over the, Yeah. yeah. So great. So you know, definitely there was like financial success that came from it, but, and you, you really gave it a a really great shot in terms of running that membership. But I think what was really interesting to hear about is you tuning into 
realizing that it wasn't necessarily the right model for you. It wasn't lighting you up anymore. It wasn't the kind of work that you necessarily wanted to be focusing on anymore and being okay with closing the doors on that and letting other elements of your business really take over. I think sometimes we get, we launch, whether it's a course or a membership, some sort of program or product, and we get really fixated on needing it to be the thing that we keep scaling or that we keep working at. And sometimes it's okay to like do something for a year or two years, but then retire it and move on to the next thing. Do you want to speak at all about like your decision-making around that? Yeah, it was a hard decision. I don't feel like there's like a model for how to like shift out of something like that. And I remember talking with a lot of folks that I really respected and, and I really loved the people in my program and it was, it was a great experience, but I I realized for me, it was taking away, like, I couldn't get it to fit. I couldn't get it to fit into my life the way I wanted it to with my kids and the schedule and in what I, what I wanted for the program. And so I just, you know, I've, I've still kept up with a lot of these, the people, and I've even worked with some of them one-on-one. Um, but I just decided ultimately it would be better if I shifted gears and focused on an area that just came it's kind of an overused term, but it was just more life-giving. I just enjoyed mm. the time in that work more. And so, um, you know, we just kind of sent a few emails out, made sure all the resources were wrapped up and um, made my peace with it. Yeah, but totally. I, I think it was also uh, kind of helpful. It's kind of weird, but to, there's a lot of like people I've followed over the years, designers and business owners I followed over the years. And I kind of was digging back in some of their stuff and realized they have also shifted their programming a lot. Like some of the websites I used to have saved were no longer live because they've changed. And so right. it was helpful to see how even these people who I've referenced as like goal business owners, like they've shifted gears and it's okay to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that like a membership for those who are listening and maybe thinking about running a membership like they're hard work. You know, it's a lot, it's a very different model, a membership versus an online course where with a membership, you're really having to continue to provide deliverables for your members, whether like it may or may not include coaching, but you need to be consistently working at retaining those members, which is challenging versus an online course that can feel a little bit more like, well, here's, we're going from A to Z and or A to Z if you're American. And, uh, you know, there's a more of like a start and an end to it and a different pricing model. Like traditionally an online course would have that higher ticket upfront cost. You're paying for it. Then you can really see some gains and, you know, profitability by launching a program like that versus something that, yeah, has the lower ticket monthly rate. Of course, we're always interested in like monthly recurring revenue, but that's much harder to build, I think, than we originally think it's going to be. Would you like agree with those sentiments? Yeah. Yeah. I was talking with someone about this because I've had, I've had clients. So uh, you mentioned that I work with a lot with people who have courses and memberships and things, and I've, and I've seen different models and how they work. And, and it really just depends on you like what you mm-hmm. want to do, what you what 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 it, no, neither are good or bad. It's just really what you want to do. And I was talking with somebody about this because she she has two young kids and she was asking my opinion on, you know, someone told her just to start a membership because she doesn't have the time to invest in creating a course, like the upfront time to create the course. So they're like, just start the membership. So you can just kind of be working on it as you go. And I just told her, I was like, you can do that, 
just know it's a lot of work. It's a lot of effort. You need to have a plan. You need to maybe have like an off ramp. You need to know what that looks like for you have maybe like a year time span that you're going to do this. So it's, I think there's kind of like, however, you just need to be thinking about it in the right way. And it's neither good or bad. Um, yeah. But I, I suggest that she created, cause she wanted to do templates. I was like, well, just create some template bundles and launch those every month. And then kind of decide, do I like doing this? And yes. then shift into a membership if that was something she enjoyed over six months. That was a golden piece of advice that you gave <laughs> <Yeah>. her. <laughs> I hope she took it. Yes. And just to like add on to that, because I think if it, if she was interested in the template idea, then that was the best piece of advice you could have given her. But if it was a more like comprehensive teaching that she was going toward, you know, for anyone who's listened to me for any length of time, like you don't need to create the entire course before you launch it. You can launch it to a founding round and deliver it in real time with them over those six or eight weeks or 12 weeks or whatever that looks like um, as a way to validate the course idea with that first launch. So uh, yeah, I'm glad you, I'm glad she asked your advice before she went down that hole. Um, So looking now, like now that you have really honed in on and have a very full like client roster and your service-based work is going really well in your business. As we move into 2023, are you thinking of layering back in any other programs or products or things of a digital nature? Yes, for sure. I mean, so the past year I've been kind of, I haven't really moved forward on any passive or digital products just because I've been trying to really understand in my mind as a designer, there's kind of two avenues I can go and both are great. One is kind of more supporting people who are looking for support in design. So they maybe want to DIY design or have kind of like templates or resources to help them design, or there's the route of serving other designers and helping them with the backend systems and how to, how to do a VIP day or how to get new clients. Or like, there's these two avenues, these two secondary avenues I can go. And so I've been kind of thinking about who I really want to speak to, who I, who I, you know, just kind of thinking through that whole thing. And so I do feel like this next year, that's going to be a big focus for me. And I kind of have some ideas, but yeah, that's so exciting. And I think that part of it is also going back to thinking around how do you want to be showing up in your business every day? Like what's the business model that's going to be best in alignment with your lifestyle your like busy life as a mom with young kids and choosing like you might in the end do both of those things, but it's like maybe which one do you do first, which is the one that's going to fit best within your existing schedule and make the most sense for you at this time. And that's definitely been like my story as well over the, you know, ever since I've um, launched GemmaBottomCarter.com is like layering things in as they felt right within my capacity. Um, and what's, what's exciting is, I mean, you can test things out, right? Like there's lots of different, I mean, in my mind, there's templates. That's one resource. That's something a lot of designers do. So maybe like a website or sales page templates, um, or there's mastermind programs for helping. I've seen this one designer do a fantastic, um, mentoring mastermind where it's Mm -hmm. just helping new designers and bring them in. And that's more like one-on-one coaching. So do that for a season or just a course. I've seen great designers do courses on systems and things, but you know, it can, it's all, it's all a journey. That's what I always tell people too. It's, it's figuring out. And like you mentioned earlier, my kiddos, my oldest is going into kinder next year. So I'll have both kids in school full time. So it's like, what does that look like for my business? And, and so there's lots of, um, 
cool opportunities. But yeah, it's, it's processing through what that looks like for your business and who you're um, wanting to speak to in that season and, and all of that. Yeah. I love the idea of thinking about it in seasons because it also, again, allows you to feel like you're not necessarily locking yourself into doing this one thing forever and ever um, mm-hmm. in your business. So yeah, really interesting. Um, if anyone is, because you do do like design for lots of different creators, as we are like starting this new year, I know for me, I'm go, I have, I sort of feel like I'm in the middle of it, or maybe I'm, I'm just coming through it a bit of like a brand evolution. And I have said, um, to my inner circle and then even to like some team members and stuff, like what I feel like I'm doing is moving from being old Navy into like Zara. <laughs> like I just, I feel like I'm making that evolution. Uh, and it's been a really good analogy just in my own brain, but also for those like around me to help support me in that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a good time of year to think about your brand. So any like pieces of advice or anything that you would say to folks listening right now who maybe are also feeling like it's a good time of year to just like check back in on their overall brand? Yeah, I would, I would definitely say, you know, you can kind of throughout the year, you can get so focused on your specific goals to launch or to, to create new products or things like that. You're just trying to get the things out to make money and to grow your audience and all the things. But we always hopefully have a little bit of a pause at the beginning of the year to reflect on do we enjoy what we're doing? Are we are, are the words that we're saying and the, the stories we're telling reflective of what we're wanting to put out there? Like, are we, you know, I think it's good to look back at some like key words for your business, not like a word of the year, but just like if you have words that you connect to your brand, um, you know, it, w- it would be helpful to have a brand strategy that you can reflect back on and make sure that that is aligned with your business and look at your, I would say, do a, um, an audit of your website and kind of make sure that your language and everything is reflective of what you're wanting to share and and um, make sure, yeah, just kind of do a, a overview of that, the language and your stories. I feel like that would be the main thing. And then obviously, if you wanted to go into like rebranding and new website design, that's always there too. But I think the easiest thing would be just to make sure you're speaking to the people you want to speak to. You're being true to yourself and um, and that you're telling the stories you want to share. Yeah, I love that. Sort of also like thinking about starting the new year off with a bit of a declutter, fresh yeah. coat of paint, you know, yeah. and like a renewed vision of um, of what you're, yeah, what you're bringing out into the world in that new year. So yeah, I really like that. As we wrap up before we just like sign off and we can let everybody know where to find you and learn more about you. I know that when you joined Passive Project, you had said that it was one of the first things that you really invested in as you started to like think more seriously about your business, which like I'm honored that you jumped in and and that was the case. Do you have any, like for, we're, you know, we're doing a launch right now of Passive Project and, and welcoming new students in for a 2023 enrollment. Do you have any like I don't know, just words or reflections or anything that you would say to someone who maybe is like thinking about joining? Yeah. So I remember really specifically dropping my kids off um, when they were in like preschool still and driving in my car, going home and listening to your podcast. And I think I really, I really like to just have a few voices. Like I only listen to a few podcasts and a few coaches. Mm. Like I just kind of like to only have a few voices speaking to me at one time. Yeah. And so in that season, you were that voice. 
And, um, and I just felt like I really loved how clear the model was that you laid out. It seemed very approachable and it just seemed like it aligned with my, what I wanted my business to look like, I guess. And so, yeah, when I joined, I just remember thinking like, Hey, the people in this program seem to be in a similar stage of life as me. And I, you know, I've connected with people within it. I've had some, some calls from, you know, I've just, I've had really great um, relationships with people inside and um, it's just been, it, it feels like a safe space to like dream and to see what other people are doing and to, to, I really like how people share their own launch stories too. That's really helpful. So it's just a really great place to learn and to feel comfortable learning and yeah. And And to have like other people doing the same, we're all working toward common goals. And so to be able to like be in a, in a, in a space online where we can share around that is, is really beneficial. And I don't know if other people feel this way, but I feel like when I talk about passive programming or online business or all these things to people outside of like a small group of people, they do not know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Still to this day, like other people who are like, yes, I speak this language. Totally. Still to this day, my parents are like, um, if anyone's like, so what does your daughter do? They're like, um, she makes websites. I don't yeah, know. I'm not sure. Not sure. She does things yeah. on the internet. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so Stacey, where can folks find you? So I'm on Instagram mostly or a lot, um, at Stacy E Aguilar. And my website is also stacyeaguilar.com. Those would be the first two places I'd go. Um, but yeah, follow, send a message, say hi, say you listen to this podcast and I'd love to chat. Perfect. And if anyone is looking for design work, you specifically, I know, work mostly in Kajabi and Squarespace. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Um, Let's definitely plug that because I feel like there's often people who are like looking, looking for people. There's some cool things you can do in Kajabi. I'm learning new things every day about like, yeah, there's just all the things. Yeah. Awesome. Squarespace Squarespace is great, but I love love both equally. Cool. Cool. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, thanks so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it, Stacey. Thank you for having me. Bye guys. That's a wrap on this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're ready to launch your first course, sign up for our free class in the show notes to learn my method on how to do it successfully and unlock an invite into our signature program, Course Creator School. Or if you've already launched a course and you're ready to scale and go evergreen, it is time to join us inside of the Passive Project, my membership community for experienced course creators. Head to gemmabottomcarter.com forward slash apply to submit an application. If you enjoyed this episode, leave me a rating or review or tag me over on Instagram at gemma.bottomcarter. I would love to hear from you. I'll see you next time on the Course Creator Show.